guys. Welcome to Ice Cream and Therapy. Uh, my name is Taylor, and I really like ice cream and therapy. I am joined <laughs> today by my co-hosts, uh, and I'll let them introduce themselves. Christina. And Ashley. Oh, and I moved the mic. I didn't mean to. Okay. Anyway, so today we are together. We're here to kind of just talk about some things that have um, been ever present in our lives, but have really shown through in Christina's, well, we decided to go to Christina's daughter's, who's 15, 14, 14, 14, her soccer game. I've never met her, so it could have been weird. I don't know if it was weird, but, um, Ashley's met her like briefly for a TikTok lesson to learn how to be cool on TikTok, which I failed at. So I am super old, which is probably why she doesn't make eye contact with me anymore. Oh. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, after the game, I guess she told Christina that she enjoyed us being there, which was great. And so we just kind of are bringing up how I think it's really important to introduce girls at a young age to, like, support each other and to know that not everything's a competition and stuff. I don't know why it's so prevalent in women, but it is. And so that's kind of one of the things we wanted to talk about today and how we try to incorporate that in our lives, maybe figure out, like, in our professional opinions why it's such an issue with women. I don't know. Mm -hmm. like Because I can honestly say it was up until maybe – what am I? I'm almost 32. Maybe 28 is when I just started to kind of like not care about the competition and not care about like not, I mean, we all make our judgments, but it's not like for me in my daily life, I'm not like going up to a girl being like, oh, she's prettier than you. Oh, she, it's just like, she rocks. Cool. There's enough support and there's enough like success. There's enough opportunities in the world for everyone. But I can't say I was always there because I think it was like, embedded mm-hmm. into me that girls are bitches can i are we cussing is that yes. okay <laughs> you can say that <laughs> we're not but that's what i was taught so i don't know sure yeah i think i don't know because i'm with you i would say most of my life it's been this i don't know if it's a competition or just like the jealousy of like you want to be the best right you want people to look at you and the first time they see you think like you are the smartest or the prettiest or the fastest or the most successful like you want people to be impressed with you and then there becomes a point in your life where you realize that just being yourself is enough and it's like this fine line between jealousy driving you to want to do better And, you know, jealousy is actually a really healthy emotion in the sense of, like, it can drive you to work harder or play harder or, you know, study more, those kinds of things. But then when it crosses that line into envy and it becomes icky, and that's when we really start, like, bringing others down is because we're insecure with our own success and we're, it's shifted, right? And so I would say it's been in adulthood and having positive female friends of, like, hey, we're supportive of you, even when you're not, you know, being amazing or doing the best of the best. We're still, uh, we still love you. We're still impressed with you. That is something that's helped me just go, we can do this. We can just keep being supportive of each other rather than bringing each other down mm-hmm. all of the time. Well, even yeah. in high school, like yeah. how it, like, 
is that the same? Like, are you hearing a lot of mean girl, like, stuff happening right now? I mean... So, not as much. I mean, I'll get tidbits from her. Um, she's kind of always operated on... Uh, she's She will pay attention to that stuff, but then she's also not afraid of confronting it, which is different for me. Like, I have always avoided confrontation and, and up until like in the last several years, I've really tried to work on doing that in a healthy way, or at least, you know, calling people out when it's appropriate. Um, and so I feel like she hasn't been quite as bothered by it. I know it happens and she talks to me about some, but my younger daughter who's in middle school, like she, I think she gets impacted by it more. She, she's more of like, driven by feelings and emotions and is it's really easy for her to get sucked into that whereas Eva doesn't you know she's built a little bit differently um and so yeah I mean trying to teach them how to you know be kind and respectful but also assertive and you know be happy with who they are um it's it's hard it's a challenge you know every day um having to figure out where, where I need to teach more or where I need to encourage more or, um, you know, what that looks like with conversations on the way home, you know? Um, but it is hard because there have been times where, you know, just, just the other day, you know, I picked up my younger one and it's like, how was your day? She's like, mom, it was really hard. And then she just, you know, she got really upset because not because people were mean to her, but because she feels like the mediator between friend groups and trying to like patch things up and not, you know, it, it, almost in some ways, like, you know, there's some of that pettiness going on and Allie's trying to figure out like, how can I mediate this? How can I make everyone be happy? You know? And so it's, um, it just, it looks different. It presents itself differently, I think in different phases with them um, and with different personalities. But do you think that the way that they handle it is more parenting? I, like, you have a set, you have a very bold child who mm-hmm. is, you know, not really afraid to speak her mind. And then you have a very sensitive child. Mm-hmm. And I can say that I was, like, really sensitive as a kid, too. But I think a lot of my competition was driven by, like, my being compared to other people. Sure. Being, like... Well, they are better than you. They are faster than you. They are whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't ever like, okay, well, why don't you focus on you? You work harder. Like, if that's how you feel about the situation, if you want to be faster, let's, like, instill confidence in you or let's build you up to be to, to be faster, to be whatever, you know? Um, so I don't in this, like, the younger generation, I'm seeing, like, everyone's worried about everyone's feelings, everyone's worried about all that, so I don't know if it's different generationally, but I know for me, like, growing up, it's you dress, you don't dress for men, like, you dress to look better than other women, that's kind of how it's always, like, the mindset that I was, like, raised in, Mm -hmm. I guess, and so I don't know if that's changing with, like, the younger, or if it's still just, like, mean girl mentality, and so we're just trying to, like, do better. <laughs> I yeah. think it I honestly I think it's mean girl mentality, but I think when you said we're so worried about feelings and not offending other people and like how people feel, I also think we're just people and kids in the younger generations are afraid to feel. 
So if they come off on the offense and make it about you, then you don't have time to make it about me, if that makes sense. Like if I'm constantly throwing grenades at you and people are focused on you, then nobody's focusing on me and what's missing or lacking in me. And so it's almost like this like distraction tactic for people that I think it's it's hard Mm -hmm. because I know it resonates even in me that I'm like, sometimes, you know, we always talk about projecting onto other people. I think that we do that at a very young age. We start talking about somebody else negatively when a lot of times it has something to do with us. Right. And I know why it, you know, it's one of those kids that he's super competitive. He's super athletic and he wants to be the best of the best. And we're walking this fine line of saying like, well, there's always going to be someone better than you. There always is. And that's not a bad thing. It's just a challenge. But you can see he gets really deflated pretty easily as soon as we acknowledge someone could be better, smarter, faster. But it's just a reality. I think we don't ever want him to have a false sense of, I don't know, cockiness where he thinks Mm -hmm. he's the best of the best because there is, you can't be the best at everything. Um, but I do know even for him, when there's people that are better or at an, an opportunity than he is, he will be the first person to like find something wrong with that person and not even in a spiteful way, but almost just to bring himself back up. Mm -hmm. And so we talk about, you know, why, why are we doing that? What's that about? And trying to process it. But I think it's just, it's ingrained in us to try to always want to be, I don't know, the best. Yeah. Well, and I think with with my girls too, I've all, one thing I've told them a lot is like, you know, you, you be the best that you can be. Like, I mean, we've said that too. Like, there's always going to be somebody faster. There's always going to be, you need to be happy with where you're at. And then you can look at next steps. Like, be, you know, that's, that's why we work hard. That's why we try our best. Like, so that you can, you know, if you get done with soccer practice or dance, and you still notice that somebody's a little bit better, you can go back and go, you know what? But I gave it my all today and I can feel good in that. Like yeah. I can feel confident in that. And, you know, then you can look and say, okay, what, what can I do better next time that can push me to that next level? So I think it's like finding that in between of confidence and contentment with, with yourself. Um, but then also knowing that you can always strive for more mm-hmm. um, tomorrow. I think what's the hardest for, like, the thing that I, like, think about in that situation, though, is when, when do we grow out of, because, like, I, I can honestly say, like, I, there is, like, a year or a time frame in my life where I was, like, I don't care what anyone else is doing, I don't care, like, I'm, good at my job Mm -hmm. I am good at this I am a good person I am a good why at the time girlfriend like I wasn't you know like I I felt that and so nothing else was a competition and so I didn't look at anyone else's marriage or whatever I wasn't like oh well mine's better than that you know it was just kind of like great like as long as you're happy like when do we grow out of that and like is there a time I get I guess that we can help like I have two daughters now and it scares the living daylights out of me to think like they're going to talk badly about themselves and they're going to like feel awful and they're going to and I'm sure like the world is going to do their damage but at the same time like is there a way to like set an example early to be like you tearing that person down is not helping you in any way shape or form Mm -hmm. because the minute I realize that 
I, A, was a lot happier. B, I have, like, quality people in my life now that it's not, you know, like, I'm not just, and I'm not, like, grasping for straws at other relationships as well. Like, I'm not just trying to be like, oh, like, be my friend, be my, like, I am totally happy because I know that the people in my life are here to support me a hundred percent, you know, does that make Mm -hmm. sense? I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a process. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's something that, I don't know that there's like a certain time. And I think it, I think it depends on people's life experiences too. Like I know, you know, I've been fortunate enough. Like I've got three sisters and, and two parents that are all very supportive. And so, you know, my kids, my girls, have many female role models in their life, you know, and, and that's been so helpful and something that like, I'm so grateful for because there have been times when like, I'll call a sister up and be like, Hey, you know, we're struggling with this or I'm having a hard time getting through to her. Can you call her or can you talk to her about this when it comes up, you know? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. You know? So, and I think it goes back to like, it takes a village, right. To raise kids. And, and I think, that that's just an ongoing conversation and process and you know looking for those times on the way home when you're riding with them and yeah I think just leading by example yeah just I mean that's all you can really do because I don't I think for everybody it's a different journey and when you hit that maturity level varies for every person but I do think sometimes it's about the company you keep right? Because the more positive people I have in my life that support me, it makes me more comfortable supporting them. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. To be vulnerable or to be myself. And I think that that takes a lot of courage. And I don't know that the world is always set up to let people be courageous. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we are used to bringing people down. And I don't know why that is, but I agree. Like, I think from a parenting perspective, it's just about bringing awareness right of the only competition you have is you Mm -hmm. right be better you know that cliche saying of be the better you today than you were yesterday right that's really all you can do and I remember I used to work at a hospital in an eating disorder unit and I remember all of the girls comparing themselves to each other and I was like that's not fair right like in a sense, and this sounds really weird, so stick with me for a second, but I was like, you're comparing like apples to oranges. Like we're all in the same fruit basket, but at the end of the day, like you can't compare two people because they're just completely different. Their makeup is different. Their body is different, where they live, who their family is, what their experiences are. All of those things are different. So how can you compare yourself to them? Like you you have to accept we're all in it together but I can't compare myself to you because nobody is like me and nobody is like you. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just also recognizing that your individuality is what makes you great. Because if we were all the same, it would be, well, I don't know, like Hitler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, right? Like if we were all the same, it would just be weird. Mm-hmm. And so that's what makes it great is celebrating the differences and recognizing the difference, you know? Because I have a, I have a young girl, and Avery, I always worry about, because even she'll come home and go, well, so-and-so is not my best friend. And I'm like, why? Well, because she didn't like my dress today. 
I'm like, you guys just it's so weird how that's play like. play blocks. Uh-huh. Like go play kitchen. Yeah. And the next day they're still best friends, right? And if you call her out on it and you say, Well, that person doesn't sound like they're being a very nice friend, she'll defend them till the end. Like, don't talk bad about my best friend, uh-huh. but I can talk bad about my best friend. <laughs> and you're like, Oh, okay, again, this weird cycle of abuse <laughs> you can't talk negatively about her but i can right well, that's of. interesting because there's like a an innate sense of comparison but there's also an innate sense of protection yep there you yeah. know and it's almost like okay how do we how do we shape that how do we grow that because yeah. you know you like you said like jealousy is not a bad thing until it until it gets too much um you know and also like understanding what what her priorities are. Like, is her priority that her friend likes her dress? You know, at, at her age, yeah, probably. Like, she wears a big deal. She wears very fabulous yeah. clothes to school on a regular basis. So yes, it is often that somebody likes her dress. Yeah. So just figuring out like how to shape that, and you know, okay, that's important to you now at three. You know, it's not going to be important. You know whenever later on and and what that looks like later on well and even taking that into consideration and thinking about it it was with her dressed up of course as elsa in a full elsa ensemble with the fur collar and the the cape and stuff and somebody said they didn't like her dress and i'm like well not everybody gets to be allowed to wear costumes to school every day or they may not have an elsa dress and so there might be this other like sense of Maybe she's jealous or she wishes she had an Elsa dress. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you also just be a little humble in the fact that you get to do something that maybe she doesn't, right? Because I'm a person that I'm like, if it makes you feel good, you feel pretty in it, knock yourself out. Like, mm-hmm. as long as you have clothes on your body, like, uh, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Like, no need. But I mean, again, if that's what floats your boat and you're old enough, you can go wherever you need to. But yeah, I don't care what she wears. I, she gets to pick out her own stuff and she gets to be her own person. And if that means Elsa or beautiful flower girl dresses or Tinkerbell, I don't care. I just want her to be happy for the day. So, but again, I think some of that even comments are because people are like, well, I want to wear an Elsa costume to school. Mm-hmm. Which translates, you know, that we're dealing with that same stuff mm-hmm. in middle school, yep. you know, and in high school. Like, I've had that conversation with my girls of, like, so-and-so is being this way. You know what? They might have some other stuff that they're dealing with in their life. Maybe, you know, their parents aren't getting along right now. Or maybe they are not doing well in one of their classes. Like, there can be any number of things. And then those come through as, as ugliness sometimes, you know, yeah. to other people. And so teaching them, like, it's not always... It's not always about you. It's just you got you got the raw end of that. And how do you handle that? How do you respond to that? And how do you still feel confident in who you are? Well, and developmentally, we can't do that when we're in middle school, high school. Everything is still very egocentric. Mm-hmm. Like, by the whole world is about me. Mm-hmm. And it isn't until we're into later high school years, college years, that we start to recognize, like, oh, there's so much more out here and I'm literally like one small piece of the puzzle. So maybe even that's a part of it is helping kids not feel, you know, so egocentric, like recognizing their impact on others or how, you know, one small, that butterfly effect, so to speak, I think can go a long way in having empathy, but also recognizing it's not all about you. Mm -hmm. 
It's about me. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just saying. But no, I think that the more we can role model for any of our girls or any other women that we just support them, there's not, we don't have ulterior motives. It's mm-hmm. just be amazing. Yeah. Go kick some ass. Is that, so I'm like infamous for having just toxic positivities. Like people could literally be like, the world is burning down. They'd be like, okay, but we're well, here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm like one of those people who's like just trying to spin everything. And I get so nervous parenting because I do that with my kids too where like it's like meltdown city and I'm like well it's okay blah 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 like I don't you know and it it makes me nervous because I'm so also non-confrontational if someone like says something mean to me if someone says something that hurts me I am like quick to just absorb it and then blame myself and be like well it is my fault or I am this way or blah 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 and then I I don't know and so I'm nervous to parent because I want to have my girls be assertive. I want them to stick up for themselves. I want them to like know their worth early on. And I mean, my son too, but he's already like there. (laughs) Yeah, he's fine. But the, you know, my girls, I would just, I hate the idea of like, not them being like me, but Mm -hmm. I just want them to know themselves earlier. I want them to know like how important they are and how like we tell them we, we want them to know empathy and we want them to know, but I also want them to know, like, you have every right to like be assertive. You have every right to like tell people what you want. And as long as you're not being a dick and as long as you're working hard for your goals and you're being kind, then like, great. But I don't know how to, it's really hard for me because I'm so, I want to set the example, but even now, like someone could come up to me and tell me I'm ugly and dumb and I'd be like I, you're right okay and then I would just yeah like sorry and then I would just well, walk away <laughs> I mean so your kids your girls are really young so yeah. and I think part of that evolves like in the fact that you have awareness about that already mm-hmm. at their age like you've got the time you know and and for me I mean my girls are 13 almost 15 you know and there have been multiple times over the years where I've handled something and then I've gone oh it's not about me anymore. I'm modeling for them. And so looking at it through a different lens and also just giving pause when those situations come to go, okay, this, I'm not comfortable with how, with, I'm not comfortable, but I'm going to push through for the sake of my girls because I want them to see me doing this. And it just, you know, you, you just kind of become more and more aware. I think of those situations to where you're like, you just start to handle them differently. Um, and not a hundred percent, but like, you know, or there's been times when I'm like, I'll have to like circle back with them and be like, I am not happy with the way I handled that. And here's why. And here's what I think I should have done differently. And here's what I want you girls to see, you know? And so just, um, my stomach just hit a really, I don't know if it was loud enough for anything. (laughs) (laughs) We're good. Okay. I just weighed in on it. No, and it's good to know that, because, like, my parents are from the, I don't know if anyone else is, if they're this way, but I feel like my parents are from the generation that doesn't say sorry, like, or they don't, they're just Mm -hmm. like, what I say goes, you don't need a reason, you don't need anything, listen, run, like, Mm -hmm. and so it's good to know that you can, and you're not, like, screwing up your kids (laughs) by being like, you know, I, I made a mistake, 
if I could go over like do it again this is how I would handle mm-hmm. it without it being like abusive like because people can also just be dicks and be like, sorry and then just continue to do that sure. I don't love that either mm-hmm. yeah so yeah I just think tolerance you know you have to be able to tolerate all of their big feelings and their thoughts in a way that's welcoming and supportive, but also realistic, right? And, like, when my kids have really big feelings, it's just tolerating. And Or when they say something out of line or they have a big emotion and they say something that's, like, off character, it's not overreacting and over-responding, but instead, like, slowing down and giving them the space and the openness to feel it and then following up and being like, whoa, so that came across pretty rude. Like, what's going on? Or you did this and it didn't make sense to me. Are you okay? Kind of a thing. Because I noticed that for me, when people jump on me for being overly emotional, I tend to shut down. And then I feel ashamed because I feel like I'm burdening other people or I did something wrong versus if people just let me work through it, nine out of 10 times I'll go, oh, I kind of overreacted there. <laughs> like, that's, that's my bad. Um, but I need to be able to do that without feeling like I'm bad Mm -hmm. right or that I did something bad it's just no I have a big feeling sometimes I'm a dick and I don't mean to be and if you tell me that to my face then I immediately feel shame versus I'll eventually come back around to I'll be like oh yeah that was that was me that I'm sorry and genuinely meaning it but sometimes you just it happens Mm -hmm. yeah so I think at the end of the day it is really just about tolerating and leading by example Mm -hmm. Well, and honestly, like, going back, one of my, like, parenting mottos have been, we don't remove the hurdles from our kids' lives. We teach them how to clear them. And that, like, that runs through my head probably 15 times a week, you know? And so, like, you know, that looks like, you know, when we do run into a situation where they're like, I, you know, I don't like so-and-so or this person's acting this way and I don't like it or whatever, the other thing I've been really trying to do lately is not to jump in and solve the problem for them, but like, huh, how would, what do you think you can do about it? You know, because I also want to equip them to trust their gut and to trust their ability to solve it and walk through it versus like, mom, what do I need to do here? You know, I don't want them calling me because they don't think they can. And so going back to like, you know, saying that you want to equip your daughters too and teach them their self-worth. Like, I think, I think that that can factor in too. Of like, you can solve this problem. You got it. Like, figure it out. And I'm here to support you. And if you have a question, I'm happy to answer it. Or if I think you're totally screwing it up, I may point it out to you, or I may let you try it and fail. You know, but also with the safety net. Um, I think it's so cool though that they open. They're so like open. I don't remember ever talking to my parents about girl drama. Like, or like maybe here and there if it like if I knew it would show me in, like, some good, like, noble light, maybe, but, like, I wouldn't just, like, shoot the shit with my parents and be, like, hey, like, I need help getting through this because I don't think I, like, it's cool that I, A, they would have tried to jump there. They would have tried to, like, move hurdles out of the way. They would have, I don't even know. I know that they wouldn't have handled it the way that you do. Yeah. But, um, so I think that's why it keeps them coming back and it keeps them because you do, you let them, you're like, all right, well, let's talk through this. And you ultimately at the end of the day, you let them just kind of figure it out, which I think is cool. I just, you tell me stories of your girls telling you things. I'm like, I would have never talked to my oh, yeah. parents. Yeah, no, never. Well, and I will be, let's be 
fully honest. I picked up Allie the other day and I was like, I will buy you a sonic blast if you tell me three things about your day. Because she had been on like mental lockdown for like a week. And I was like, well, we got to get through. So um, I'll bribe you with ice cream. And it works. 90% of parenting is bribery. Yeah. So maybe we just need to hold some carrots out in front of our kids and be like, hey, yeah. If you're nice to people, we'll buy you Sonic yeah. or for Taylor's kids, actual carrots. Hey, I own an ice cream store. They get ice cream. Okay? Just not as she often. Lies. Not as often as my other people's kids. <laughs> well, she came up with some stuff real quick. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think it's just, I love that. It's just being open. I And you've told me the hurdle before that statement and it sticks with me too mm-hmm. of just I'm not helping anybody yeah if I remove every barrier for yeah. them and as moms I think we I think in a lot of ways like that's our natural instinct is just be like I want to take care of you I want to be happy I want to I want you to feel loved and so let me just clear the path in front of you but that does them no good no good okay but have you ever seen that video of the girl that like is running and she's hurt she's in a track race and she like eat shit with the first one and then she like tries and she gets up and then she goes to the second one just like eat shit and, like, <laughs> do you ever just get scared that oh, yeah. you're a kid and you're just like oh, you're like, oh. <laughs> yep and then you just stand at the end with band-aids yeah and you're like i got an ice cream yeah you're like you're right cream. here and you made it and you're bloodied and almost broken but it's fine but you it. kept getting up and kept trying yeah. and trying again and again <laughs> and again yeah and your determination is, oh, man. But then do we just, like, take them out of track then? <laughs> do we start something? Yeah, we put them in, like, to, you know, like, more like a private coach. We just get a, yeah, that's when we bring in the therapist. <laughs> okay, well, all right. So, supporting women. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Just do it. Cool. <laughs> Just do it. Just do it. Nike sues us. Oh, hi, Nike. We'll also take sponsorship if you want that, too. I mean, just don't do it. Well, now it's just uncomfortable. Okay, this is us. Bye, Felicia. Bye.